Welcome to Youth Soccer is Fucked, Part 4. Now, please remember that these recordings uh, will have a lot of explicit language. There's nothing held back with this, so please be mindful of who is around you while you are listening and make sure it's safe for their ears and they understand what is happening. So, without further ado, let's jump into Youth Soccer is Fucked, Part 4. Now, with this episode... I want to be discussing everything related to a youth player. And I need to start by saying that in this country, we have a, for lack of a better word, syndrome called privilege. And this affects players all across the country because it's what happens on a daily basis. Now, what I mean by privilege is players that come from backgrounds... And this actually affected myself, uh, even my brother, who came from backgrounds with middle class or higher standing in society. And that's from wealth. So it's about having a little bit of money and having the background or the ability to afford different types of experiences. And that's what the privilege comes from. And here's why. If you look at the player environment for soccer players... Most of them come from an environment that provides privilege. And that's okay. It's not necessarily saying that that's bad. It's the reality. Now, it's not necessarily good at the same time. And here's why. The players that come from privilege, and this affects myself, by the way. So I'm actually calling myself out on this. We come from or expect a certain level of... Effort, commitment, desire, or satisfaction really is the word that I'm looking for. Satisfaction. If it doesn't meet our expectation, we leave immediately. And for players, we want to be protected. Players that are in the middle class or higher want to be protected. They don't want to be called out on something. They don't want to have a negative issue. And using myself as the example, I grew up in an environment where every single one of my coaches loved me. But the second I got to college, and sure, my coach liked me, but he didn't love me. It was like a shock to my system because I never experienced that before. And that's because I grew up in privilege. And yeah, for sure, I was a good player, but it was a completely different environment, experience, idea, belief, whatever word you want to use that I was now going through that I didn't have to before. Now, this is a a huge impact or makes a huge impact because if you look at our top players... Right? A lot of them have come from privilege and or places that they weren't, didn't have to struggle with. And players that struggle have two choices, right? F- fail to struggle, as in they fail and they don't get out of it. Or they make something of themselves and get out of it. Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, Ronaldo, Mbappe, all players, right? Come from, or I shouldn't say all players, a lot of world-class players have come from nothing, Where they don't have any support from anybody. Mom and dad aren't there to protect them. I mean, there's even a story of Cristiano Ronaldo. And at 12 years old, he left his family to go to an academy. Imagine that. 12 years old, leaves his family, travel, let's say, two hours plus away, and lives in another place. Could you imagine that? At 12, I couldn't imagine that. I mean, when I went to France, my dad came with me at 14 years old. I couldn't imagine going by myself. But again... That's privilege. And you're being fucking protected. You're being protected the entire way through if mom and dad are hovering over you. So if we look at 
the elite programs in the United States, and these are going to be mostly MLS academies. What type of players do you think they are looking for? You think they're looking for the the privileged kid? Or they're looking for a kid that will be at the same level, technically, skillfully, whatever, but have a little bit of mental fucking strength and say, you know what? I don't need to be coddled or protected by my mom and dad the entire time. Because here's the truth. When you go to an MLS academy, where, by the way, it's free, so you don't pay a dime, and I'm going to talk about that in a second, you're not protected. You're literally a business investment because it's free. If we look at most places across the country in terms of youth soccer, it's not free. You're paying for it. It's called pay-to-play for a reason. So if you go to your competitive club and you're going to pay them $2,000, just as an example, right? Where if you go to an MLS academy, it's fucking free. It's a business investment from them to say, you know what? We're taking you on board because one player out of this is going to become a professional player. Maybe more, right? But that's the idea. So when they're taking those types of investments, what kind of fucking players do you think they want? You think they want the privileged kid that can't handle the environment? Or do you think they want a kid that can handle all types of pressure and then make it? Now you tell me what type of player you think is going to fucking survive in an environment like that. Somebody that was given everything their entire life. They have the cars that the pros drive, right? The Lexus, the Mercedes, the Tesla. Or you think the kid that came from nothing that drives a 1990 Toyota Camry. That, that, that's the player that's going to survive a little bit better than a player that comes from privilege. And that's, I, I want to tell you this is fact, right? I, I don't have any statistical data sitting in front of me that I can say, look, this is what it's like. But if you want to be a fucking elite professional player and you can't handle the fucking pressure and you grew up in privilege, you're done. And that's why a lot of America's best players, when they go overseas, they don't make it. Or they join the program and they leave shortly afterwards. Because they don't have the mental grit to withstand the difficulties. Because again, look at it this way one more time. It's a fucking investment. If you go to any club at the academy level, or forget that, let's say professional level. Let's say you sign a pro contract with the club. They're now paying you. You are an investment for them. Literally, you are an investment for them. They're now paying you. They're investing in you to turn good. So if you can't deliver, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? They're going to release you. They're going to cancel your contract. They're going to sell you. Whatever it is, it doesn't even matter. But you're going to be gone tomorrow because you can't fucking hang. And it always comes down to this same thing. The top players in our country come from money. And they're protected all the time. And it's not it's not fair. It, it really isn't fair because the best players... Like using basketball as the reference, they're coming from the street. And those kids, those players, have more grit than our privileged kids. 100% have more grit, mental capacity, strength, whatever. And listen, I've had parents complain to me, saying that, you know, you're trying to make our kids mean, you're trying to do this to kids, whatever. And I'm like, listen, what is the goal of your kid? Ask your kid the question. If they're saying, hey, I want to be a professional, or they want to go to an MLS academy, or whatever the circumstances. If they are too nice, they're going to fucking fail. Understand they're going to fail. And I'm going to give you a quick story to help you understand this. I talked to a friend of mine who coaches or works for an MLS Academy. 
And he gave me a story about privilege. So without further ado, let's go. So let's use an example name. The example name is Kyle, right? Let's say Kyle was scouted by an MLS club and eventually offered the opportunity to join the program. Now, this is a real story, by the way. This is not made up. This is 100% true. Okay, so take check this out. And the player that came in, Kyle. Again, this is an example name. Kyle, just because it's me. And uh, Kyle was invited into the program. He joined October 1st, right? Joined the program at the U15 level, MLS. And so this is a kid that came from privilege. Parents are well off. They have a good amount of money. They probably drive a Tesla, if I remember correctly, this from the story. And anyway, so the, he arrives the first day, Monday, October 1st. And trains for two weeks, because they had a game every two weeks. And on the Thursday before the game, on the 15th, the player, Kyle, was not rostered, or was told he will not be rostered for the weekend. So he trained for two weeks, and was told, hey, you're not going to be rostered. Uh, better luck next time, here's what you need to improve on, so on and so forth. So, game finishes, they come back to training that Monday, they go for another two weeks, and again, that Thursday, Kyle is told, hey, listen, you have not been selected for the roster, and what you need to understand about this is, at the U15 level, they have more than 20 players, they can only take 18, so if they have more than 20, that means at least two players, like in this scenario, are not going to make the roster, so that means they can't even dress for the games. Now, this player, Kyle, didn't make the roster again. So he trained for a whole month, five days a week, and not one time did he make the roster. So what do you think happened, him being in privilege? The day after, November 1st, came into the academy and said, I'm going to leave the program and I'm out. Now, for me... If that was my kid and he wanted to leave the MLS Academy like that, first off, I would say, hell fucking no. You're keeping your ass in here. Here's why. You're the one who said you wanted to go to an MLS club because you need to know or understand, and hopefully this was communicated ahead of time. If it was my kid, it certainly would be. I would tell them ahead of time and say, hey, listen, here's what you're actually going to get into. And there's a possibility you're not going to fucking play. But anyways, they made the decision that they're going to leave. And if that was my kid, I'd say, oh, hell no. You're going to stick through this because you made a decision. You can quit at the end of the year. If you want to leave Orlando City or they release you, that's fine. But you are not quitting because you made this decision. If you do want to quit, then you're done with soccer. But guess what actually happened? Because the kid was from privilege, the parent allowed this to happen, took them out of the environment, left the MLS program, and took him to a local youth club, probably the one that he came from, and said, oh, it didn't work for us, we didn't think it was a good fit, and uh, he's out. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? That's the excuse? It wasn't a good fit for my son? Dude, talk about fucking privilege? Because the kid couldn't hang there? Didn't have the mental capacity because he grew up in privilege? That's what we're going to say? Is, oh, it wasn't a good fit for him. Are you fucking kidding me? That is the biggest problem in this country. That is called privilege. It's called protection. It's like, think of it this way. You're a player playing in a game, right? Maybe you're at a camp, a game, whatever. And you have a player 
on the other team that is causing you a problem. A player from privilege, what do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to communicate with the pro- the problem, which would be the other player or whatever the situation is, or are they going to go to their mom and dad that's sitting outside waiting for them during the game or during the training? Well, the fucking answer is nine times out of ten, they're going to wait or go to mom and dad, not try and take care of the problem themselves, and then guess what mom and dad are probably going to do? Because again, it comes from privilege. They're going to go up to the coach and say, coach, my son, little Johnny is having a problem with Zach. And these types of things have happened to me. And I'm not talking about young kids. I'm talking about teenagers. Where a teenager had a problem with somebody. And instead of dealing with the situation themselves, they left the environment, walked out, talked to their parent, and said, please, I need your help. What the fuck mean you need my help? Again, if that was my kid... I'd say, okay, Johnny, get the fuck back out there. Go talk to the kid that is causing you a problem. See if you can solve it yourself. If you can't solve that yourself, let's have a conversation with the coach. Or better yet, you go have a conversation with the coach. Because again, if you as a player say, hey, I have a goal. And I want to become a professional player for X, Y, and Z club. Let's just say Orlando City because I live in Orlando. You want to play for the pro club Orlando City one day. And you have to go to your mom and dad... All the time for protection? How the fuck are you going to make it? Like seriously, I'm asking you a question. How are you going to make it if you can't handle your own situations? Because when you sign a professional contract, uh, they're expecting you to be able to survive and thrive on your own. Not have to go to mom and dad because you didn't make the starting 11. Like, think about that for a second. But no, in this country we want to protect every single player and make sure they don't have any negative experiences... And uh, let me let me tell you something real quick, right? If you're a player, where do you think you learn the best? From somebody telling you and protecting you or going through something, right? And what I mean by going through it is it happens to you. Let's take the, the point in case of fouling, right? In our program, we're teaching kids the principles of how to foul, right? And fouling is a very strategical part of the game because you want to stop the counterattack, for example. Well... You know, I've gotten complaints before, and this is okay, right? It's a growing process of, well, the kids are hurting each other and they're fouling. And I'm like, listen, I understand. And that's okay. Like, I I can appreciate the point. But I'm like, let's look at it from an alternative perspective. And here it is. You take a player that doesn't have experience fouling, right? The first couple times they're going to foul and it's going to be too easy. As in, the foul doesn't actually stop the game. They just tug the shirt for a second, thinking that the game's going to stop. On the alternative side, right, they do a foul and it's too hard. Now, this could lead to an injury, like, or somebody getting hurt, right? Not necessarily even an injury, but somebody getting hurt. And that would be the other side, which is now the extreme. And the key with this, or what you need to learn, or I hope you're taking away from this, is that the players are going to learn by going through the experience. So they learn from the first scenario that by doing the light pull, they're not getting the desired result of stopping the game. And on the alternate effect, they're fouling too hard, which means they're getting the yellow card and having a conversation with the referee or coach or whatever the sequence is, right? But that will allow them, from experience, to find the balance, to find what works and what doesn't work. But the only way you can get to that point is by fucking going through it. Think about any way that you learn as a parent, 
you learn from it by going through it. It's the only thing that makes any sense. We can sit here and tell players all the time, hey, listen, you need to do this, you need to do this. Yeah, they might understand what you're saying, but until you actually go through it, you're not going to be able to make that correlation of what the fuck is actually happening for it to have some sort of resounding effect on me. And it's clear as daylight because how else are you going to know? So something to think about. Now, the last thing I want you to, or last thing I really want to highlight with this is if you're a player with the goal of becoming a professional, understand that you're going to have a lot, and I mean a fucking lot, a fucking lot of down or negative moments in your career. And this could be your youth career, your college career, your professional career, all of it. And you're going to have, let's say, 10 great experiences or great moments. So the negative ones are always going to be majorly, triple, quadruple, whatever percentage you want to use over the negative or the positive moments. And that's simply because you have to go through so many more negative moments before you hit the positive moment, right? So using me as an example, right? I got hurt a bunch of times, but I still fulfilled my dream of playing in a World Cup. How many people can say that, right? I went through so many pains, rejections, injuries, whatever. But I still can say to this day, hey, I played in a World Cup, right? But the number of things I had to go through And you're listening to this and you're probably not even going to understand it until you, again, experience it. But at least you can hear what I'm talking about. And uh, it's going to come at a point where you have to make a decision. How bad do I fucking want to make this? How bad am I willing to make this? Am I willing to sacrifice everything to make this happen? The decision is yours. Talent only lasts so long. Work ethic lasts forever. The choice is yours, players. Make it. And uh, that is the end of Youth Soccer is Fucked, part four. See you in another episode. Hey, guys. I absolutely love that you're checking out and listening to the podcast. And I only have one ask quickly, and that would be if you could please share this podcast with somebody else that you maybe know that is going through the system or struggling to navigate it from the youth soccer perspective. And that would mean the absolute world to me because, as you know, I don't sell anything through the podcast and I don't have any sponsorships. And the more people that I can help, that is my overall objective. So I would absolutely love if you could share this with somebody. Take the five seconds to do so by sending it through social media or WhatsApp or whatever way that you like to share content. And I will make sure that I continue to deliver valuable and insightful content for you.